Today is Thursday, October 7th. The title for our devotional is At Home in the Kingdom of God. The last few days, we've been looking at the Pharisees' attempt to trap Jesus in one of the culture wars of their day by making him align with one tribe or the other. Remember, he answers their question, but then he calls them to the higher truth that they all shared and really left them all frustrated with his answer. Matthew twenty-two fifteen to 22. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose image is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. Jesus' reminder here that they are created in the image of God would have reminded them all of their higher calling and more core allegiance to God. And They probably didn't like that very much because they wanted to be angry with each other and they wanted to trap him. The greater reality that Jesus points his audience to is that all human beings are created in the image of God. Taking this one principle and applying it to our current political landscape and culture wars illuminates the need for our higher allegiance to the kingdom of God above the tribalism of other tribes in our culture. If all human beings are created in the image of God, that means our stance on policy issues should reflect that. The framing question should be, how do we best honor the dignity of all people as image bearers of God? That means our approach to the socio-political matters of our day should reflect honor for the dignity of both the unborn baby and the mother, both the law enforcement officer and the criminal, both the wealthy business owner and the poor homeless man, both the white man and the black man, both the male and the female, both the abuser and the abused, both the national and the immigrant, both the soldier and even the terrorist. There is no allegiance to a tribe, political party, or group apart from the kingdom of God that will allow you to honor the dignity of all human beings. They will all support one at the cost of violating the other. Being a member in the kingdom of God will leave you homeless in the kingdoms of this world. I once heard Tim Keller point out five areas that led to the early church to be distinct from the culture of the Greco-Roman world and ultimately the rise of the church. First is the early church was very pro-life in the sense that Christians would adopt babies who had been discarded and they would raise them as their own. Secondly, they held a very traditional sexual ethic. Christians held to a very strict view of sex within the married relationship. Three, they were very inclusive. The Christian faith was open to anyone, regardless of their social status, nationality, race, former religion, etc. Four, they were very concerned for the poor. The church, as we can see in the New Testament, was radically committed to caring for the poor and the underprivileged. And fifth, was non-retaliation. 
When Christians were killed or imprisoned or harmed, they would not retaliate. They were committed to civility, peacemaking, and forgiveness. Keller then notes how one and two sound conservative today, whereas three and four sound progressive, and five sounds like neither of them. If you'd like access to the full talk, please email me and I can send it to you. The point being, allegiance to the kingdom of God will leave you homeless in the tribes of this world. On this, A.J. Swoboda writes, Jesus is king, no one else. We either critique Christ with our weapons of ideology, or our ideology will continually be shattered by Christ and his ideals. This will challenge Christianity, Christianity unendingly. We shouldn't fit into the political parties. Christians shouldn't fit in the system. Christ's judgment judges all. Then, when pointing out how this changes the way he preaches, he writes, I must preach Christ's love for the children at the border and the unborn. I have to preach God's call to sexual holiness and God's eternal love for the sexually broken. I have to preach that ecology and human economy matter to God. When we worship Christ, everything matters. The troubling sign of our times is that I hear little from the mainline progressives that I don't hear on CNN, and I hear little from the conservative evangelical churches that isn't just some retweet of Fox News. In God's kingdom, we aren't disciples of Fox News or CNN, we are disciples of Jesus Christ, no one else. The kingdom confronts all of us and names our sin. We love our ideology more than we love the resurrected Christ. Reflection to date, do you find yourself comfortably at home in a political party? Can you identify and admit where your party strays from the values of the kingdom of God? This is a good place to begin running diagnostics on the core of your identity. If you are comfortable critiquing your party with the truth of God's word, that is a good sign that your identity is genuinely rooted in Christ and his kingdom. If you cannot, that may be a sign that your identity is not in Christ and his kingdom, but in something else.